Hello, welcome to York Street. We hope that this sermon will be an inspiring and impactful one, just what you need at this time. For any of our sermon-based studies, please head to our website at www.yorkstreet.com.au. So grab a cuppa, grab your notebook, whatever you need, and we hope that you enjoy the sermon. Can you believe we're already at week five out of seven from our Roman series? I think that's pretty crazy. And just so you know, um, it's 19 weeks until Christmas. So, come on. Hey, um, it's been a real um, privilege to be able to unpack Romans. Um, there's so much in here, like, like Pastor Tim said, that it, it, you know, we, we get partway along and, yeah, we really do need to stop and dig in and see what, what um, the Lord's trying to say to us through, through these magnificent... Um, these words and so so far we've as I said up to week five um, and we've been looking at these theological pillars that our, our Christian faith stands upon um, and and uh, we know that um, the the book has been written by the Apostle Paul um, and he, he writes uh, to the, the Christians in Rome um, sharing the the good news of the gospel and what that really means to live a life with Christ and so we're going to check out chapter 8 of Romans today. So as I'm sure you have, you've brought your Bible with you. Hmm, maybe. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to give you one. Um, just catch me after the service, we'll be able to get you one. Maybe you've got it on your phone. We're going to jump into Romans chapter 8. As I was preparing for this message this week, um, some of the reading um, I was, uh, that I came across uh, said this about Romans. It says, Romans 8 is a glorious chapter filled with the wonder at what the gospel has already achieved in our lives and the hope for what God has in store for all creation. As though we're standing on the top of a mountain, you can see beauty all around you in every direction, but there's far too much to take in. Isn't that like scripture sometimes? When we jump in, it's like, yeah, wow, okay, this is so much, this is so deep, um, and sometimes it feels like there's too much to take in. So we're going to start at Romans 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 1. It starts like this. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the, the law of the Spirit who gives life, who has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh... God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that righteous, the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit. And so this first, first passage kind of summarises where we're at so far in our journey through Romans. And so we've, we, we know from our weeks of study that we've been offered this free gift from our Creator, welcoming, welcoming us back into relationship with Him through our faith and our faith alone in Jesus. We don't deserve it. There's nothing we can do to achieve it or, or accomplish it. It's purely our faith, only our faith in Jesus that, that sees us as saved from the sinful nature of our lives. And so we started to look at this idea of salvation, looking at what it means to be saved from those spiritual consequences of sin, having our, our slate completely wiped clean. But there's more. There's more than that. It's not only being justified, not only being declared righteous in God's sight, 
But in fact, not only that, but he wants to give us his favour. He wants to give us his acceptance, his love, his grace, his mercy. He wants to give us so much more, even though we don't deserve it. It's not just being let off the hook. It's about being accepted in. But wait, there's even more. Last, last week, Pastor Tim jumped forward to Romans 12 and looking at what it means to live a life with Jesus in it, what it looks like to, to honour God for, for what he's done in our lives and what he's doing through us. God works with us to, to free us from that, that sinful nature. See, we've been saved, we've been set right in our, in our justification, yet we know that life's still hard. Sometimes we still fall short. We still do the wrong thing sometimes. Sometimes we don't measure up. And so there's this process called sanctification. It's like this crazy big word that means essentially we're a work in progress. We're still working along that journey of becoming more and more like Jesus. It allows us the the grace when we fail. It means that we don't get it right all the time, but we're on that journey. And so then we get to chapter 8. We've learned about justification, sanctification, all of these crazy big words. And so today we're going to have a look at glorification. Impressive words, but what does that really mean? So we're going to have a look at, at chapter 8 and various parts throughout um, and to, to identify two things. One, who we are. What is our identity? And as a result, what is our inheritance? So we're going to unpack these two concepts today. But before we do that, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done. We thank you and praise you that, that we are invited into a relationship with you, even though we don't deserve it. We thank you that, that you would see us fit to be in your presence, that you would go to the cross for us. Father God, would you speak to us through your word today? Would you reveal who we really are, who you see us as? And may we leave this place in the boldness of who you call us to be. Lord Jesus, hear our prayers today. Amen. So, identity and inheritance. See, one leads to the other. We're going to skip to chapter 8, verse 14, where it says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God, which we've identified we are, because we are, we've, we've given our lives to Jesus, we've, we've committed to him as our Lord and Saviour, For those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you do not live in fear. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Adoption to sonship. Adoption is this this action of God whereby he makes us members of his family. Not just saving us from our sins, not just extending his grace to us, but actually giving us a new identity as his own children. He invites us in and says, you are mine. You belong to me in the deepest and most sincere act of love. 
See, adoption is distinct from justification and sanctification, these two big words we've been wrestling with. Yes, we've been declared right. Everything's all good with God, but this is about relationship. This is about the way forward. We are no longer subject to the punishment or the spiritual consequence of our sin and brokenness, yet we are adopted into God's family and declared his sons and daughters. We know that God's holiness and our sinfulness, as a rule, couldn't exist together. And that's what Jesus breaks at the cross. That's what what he restores and allows us the opportunity to be in God's presence. And so this, this is where it all comes together. God no longer is this ruler or this authority, this, this downward pressure on us, yet in fact invites us into his, his presence, invites us into a relationship, becomes our loving father. Being able to speak with him, being able to sh- share time with him, and no earthly relationship can measure up to that no matter what our experience, and we all have different ones. Some, some relationships with family members or parents are, are great. Some are not so great. But regardless of your circumstance and the, the, the relationship you have with your, your loved ones, this relationship is far greater. Our Heavenly Father beats all of those other worldly relationships we have. And so with adoption to sonship, in becoming God's children so comes many privileges and blessings. Our Heavenly Father wants to to share our life with us. We are his children and his children receive these blessings and privileges. So I'm going to run run through a few of them now with with you guys. Our Father loves us. That that, that mightn't seem such a surprise, but our, our Father loves us like his child those parents in the room, you have just a glimpse of what that's like. Imagine how much the creator of the universe might love you. In 1 John 3.1, it says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that's what we are. The reason the world does not know us is because it doesn't know him. To know God as our Father means that we are loved beyond comparison. Again, greater than any earthly relationship we could ever have. Our Father gives us good gifts. I don't know about you, but I like receiving gifts. I also like giving them sometimes. But not only does God give us his, his love and his salvation, but in fact he gives us a part of himself in the Holy Spirit. That means we don't have to do this journey alone anymore. He wants to be with us and, and guide us and, and you know, be in, in relationship with him every step of our journey from that point when we accept him into our lives. Luke eleven thirteen says, If then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? See, it's, so, it's even more. So much more than salvation and eternal life. It's also right now and right, right here. Our Father forgives us. Our Father forgives us, yeah, like we've heard, that our sins are no longer counted. But in fact, in this journey of sanctification, this journey of becoming more and more like Jesus, we stumble, we fall, we don't get it right. 
but this relationship means that we can come to him again and again and the next time we don't get it quite right. This active forgiveness that means even when we don't get it right, we can come to him and say, Father, I've stuffed it up again. Will you be with me? Will you help me? This ongoing act of forgiveness. Our Father disciplines us. And who knows that that's fun as a parent. Yeah, no. See, discipline is about protection and safety and boundaries and learning. It's not about punishment. It's about keeping us safe, about keeping us on track. And the Lord is no different in the way he treats us. Hebrews 12 says, And you, have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father, as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. The discipline comes out of love. The discipline comes out of protection and safety and making sure that, that we are on track and we are in relationship with him. He wants to do amazing things through us and he needs to keep us on track. Our father welcomes us into his family. See, if we're all children of God, that means we're brothers and sisters right here, right? I'm an only child, so cheers, guys. Great to be invited into your family. But you know what? We actually do this thing called life together. When we commit our life to Jesus, hopefully that means that there's community around us that will support us and love us like brothers and sisters do. He welcomes us into his family. And our Father prepares our inheritance. This is where we're going to um, stay for a little while. Romans 8, 16 to 17 says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So inheritance, right? It's usually when someone passes away and their possessions, maybe their property, maybe that like really cool souvenir spoon set that your grandparents have got in their living room, maybe that becomes yours. What a privilege. <laughs> but we, we have all these earthly things that we tend to collect throughout our life. And then when that day comes and we pass away, our kids, if we've got them, need to deal with it some way or another. <laughs> but this inheritance a spiritual inheritance from, from God, the creator. It's so much more than we could ever possibly imagine. Our inheritance from God is that this life is not the end. That there's so much more beyond our worldly understanding. Our human existence is, is not how it will be forever. Thank God. Because, because of our faith, we're accepted as God's children and we inherit a share of his glory. So one day, when we, when we pass away, when we, when we die, this earthly existence, we, we will be welcomed home 
as his son or daughter. We will enter his loving embrace forever. And see, there's certain words in English language that we don't always get our heads around. Forever is probably one of them. We have forever with God. Not just until we're 99. There's so much more. And this is glorification. This final step in this process of salvation. We've been justified. We've been set right before God. We're in the process, this side of heaven, to try and be more and more like Jesus, the best we can. But one day that will be fully recognised. One day our earthly existence will be no more. There will be no pain, no more sin, no more suffering, no more falling over, no more badness, no more negativity. All of these things will be gone and everything will be restored into the way it was designed to be. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss out on that. Sorry, Meg. There will be a time where Jesus will return and raise dead bodies from the the graves. And all believers will be resurrected to be with him forever. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that. What a day that will be. Our inheritance as brothers and sisters in Christ will be recognised and realised This is the hope we have in Jesus. This is the glorious inheritance we have as children of God. And so as we we wrap up, I wonder where your identity lies. Do you see yourself as a child of God? Maybe there's things in this worldly existence that feel heavy and hard, that get in the way of you realising who you are called to be in Jesus. He didn't do any of this by mistake. He saw who you were before you were born and he wants a relationship with you. Do you view yourself as a child of God? But you know what? Life's hard. We do continue to make mistakes. The world tries to throw all sorts of crazy stuff at us that tries to bring us down, that tries to get in the way of us understanding that our identity is a child of God. But we know that this is not the end. This is not how it will be forever. There will be a day of restoration, a day of glorification where we are forever in his presence. Romans 8.37 says this, In all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, for I am convinced neither death or life, neither angels or demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is through Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that worth celebrating? Yes. But life's hard, so what do we do? We live with that in mind. We've got to do the best we can with what we've got until that day comes. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to keep this message of Jesus, this gospel message that is contained in this book, to myself, because I want to be there with other brothers and sisters. I want to widen our family even further. What about you? Okay. So in light of your future inheritance, of that day that will come, how will you live your life now that means more and more people will become part of our family? 
How will you live when those things come at us? Will you be able to see the end game? It's hard, really hard. There's all sorts of things that come at us in this life. But can you see past that? Because there's a far greater future ahead that goes on forever. And it's in the arms of our loving and our loving Saviour who has done so much for us, so much more than we can ever imagine. It's so much more than what he did on the cross. It's about this process and it's about that end game. So how do you live your life? Do you see yourself as a child of God? If you need some help in that, if you need some prayer, if you need, need to learn some more scriptures, we're here to support you in that. You need to see that, that you are loved beyond compare, that no earthly relationship will ever satisfy in the way that a relationship with Jesus does. And then, how do you live your life? As a result of accepting Jesus into, you, into your heart, what does that look like? How do we live it out? And we certainly don't keep it to ourselves. Come on, church, let's pray. Lord God, we come before you right now as your sons and daughters. We thank you and praise you that, that this existence is not the end. We thank you and praise you that those things of life that are hard is not the end game, that we have so much more to look forward to. We thank you for this, this offer of a free gift that we might accept you into our heart and become more and more like you. And even when we get it wrong, even when we can't live up to it, may we have the bold assurance that one day you will return and take us home to your glory. Father God, would you remind us that we are your called children, that nothing can stand in the way. No earthly relationship will compare, that you love us more than that. So much more that you were willing to send your son to die for us. We thank you and praise you. We ask that you will embolden us as we go from this place to, to share your message with those we interact with. Father God, now as we come before you in adoration and worship, would you speak to our hearts? Would you show us those things in which we might need to get, get straight with you? Father God, would you be with us in this moment? In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like prayer or to find our sermon-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.